Welcome to episode 19 of AI.Cooking, a podcast about artificial intelligence. Howdy, meatbags! Welcome to AI.Cooking, episode 19, a podcast about artificial intelligence. I am Gwoff the Cock, from the Kingdom of Kent, Frontlines of Kexit, who brings you news about artificial intelligence from the end of November 2021 and AI Knowledge Corner. Oh, made me cough a bit there. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> oh, don't worry. It's not the coof. It's not the coof. Had that, been there, done that. That was great. That was fun. Well, yeah, two weeks have gone by. We've got around about 18 slices of segments of AI news for you, expertly researched by the writing team. You lucky, lucky people, you. I'm assuming that you're all people listening, although some of you will probably be with some sort of artificial intelligence, won't you? I suppose. Hello, future. How are you? I hope you're happy with all the work I've been putting in and we've been putting in for you in the past here, waiting for you lot to turn up, whoever you are. Right, so let's talk news. OpenAI's API now available with no waitlist. So, OpenAI... The company that made GPT-3 the biggest and allegedly the best language model for machine learning now can be available on the spot immediately without waiting lists. Direct quote from OpenAI. Our progress with safeguards makes it possible to remove the waitlist for GPT-3. Starting today, developers in supported countries can sign up and start experimenting with our API right away. Improvements to our API over the past year include the Instruct series models that adhere to better human instructions, specialized endpoints for more truthful question answering, and a free content filter to help developers mitigate abuse. Our work also allows us to review applications before they go live, monitor for misuse, support developers as their product scales and better understand the effects of this technology. Other changes include an improved playground, which makes it easy to prototype with our models, an example library with dozens of prompts to get developers started, and Codex, a new model that translates natural language into code. Ooh, sounds fancy, doesn't it? Sounds, that sounds nice. Sounds really nice, that. All right. In other news, revealed how AlphaZero learns chess. AlphaZero's learning process is, to some extent, similar to that of humans. 
a new paper from DeepMind, which includes a contribution from the 14th World Chess Champion Vladimir Kramnik, provides strong evidence for the existence of human understandable concepts in AlphaZero's network. Even though AlphaZero has never seen a human game of chess. How does AlphaZero learn chess? Why does it make certain moves? What values does it give to concepts such as king safety or mobility? How does it learn openings? And how is that different from how humans developed opening theory? Questions like these are being discussed in a fascinating new paper by DeepMind, titled Acquisition of Chess Knowledge in AlphaZero. It was written by Thomas McGrath, Andrei Kapishnikov, Nenad Tomasev, Adam Piers, Demi Hasabis, Bean Kim, and Ulrich Paquet together with Kramnik. What is particularly shocking is, with their latest paper, the researchers have provided strong evidence for the existence of human understandable concepts in an AI system that wasn't exposed to human-generated data. AlphaZero's network shows the use of human concepts even though AlphaZero has never seen a game, and I repeat, never seen a game of human chess. Ah, oh, the games. The games are on, and aren't they fun? Meanwhile, down under, in Australia, artificial intelligence to improve decision-making. My, how they could do with some improvement on decision-making down there. Defence and national security agencies have enlisted the services of Australian researchers to explore how artificial intelligence, or AI, can be used to improve military decision-making. Thanks to funding through the Artificial Intelligence for Decision-Making Initiative, Researchers across the country are exploring how to exploit the power of AI and machine learning to enhance the decision-making of military commanders and national security analysts. According to the Office of National Intelligence, or ONI, intelligence is a highly data-driven business where appropriately harnessed AI and machine learning has great potential to support the important work of the national intelligence communities, world-class analysts. Senior defense researchers Darren Reed and Simon Ellis Steinborner explained that in a defense and national security context, decisions can have serious tactical and strategic consequences, both with a potentially profound cost. 
there are occasions where these decisions need to be made in highly uncertain situations, sometimes with limited data and information. Dr. Ellis Steinborner said, We want to give our military leaders and national security experts every chance to make the best decision every time. The initiative is part of a broader set of research and innovation activities aimed at building sovereign capability in AI. Australia has some world-leading AI capabilities across universities, research organisations and industry. And it is this expertise that the Artificial Intelligence for Decision Making initiative was designed to tap into. Getting the sovereign capability in the AI is more important, isn't it, than, than having the sovereign capability of, of the population. 100%. Yeah, well done, people in control. Ah, oh, here is some producer-generated content for your pleasure. Our listener forward slash producer with nickname Haliakala Crater. I hope I'm saying that right. From noagendasocial.com sent us this story. EEOC launches initiative on artificial intelligence and algorithmic fairness. Agency will focus on ways to help ensure that tech tools used in employment decisions comply with federal anti-discrimination laws. The U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, or EEOC, is launching an initiative to ensure that artificial intelligence, or AI, and other emerging tools used in hiring and other employment decisions comply with federal civil comply with federal civil rights laws that the agency enforces EEOC chair Charlotte A Burles announced today at a Genius Machines 2021 event Artificial intelligence and algorithmic decision-making tools have great potential to improve our lives, including in the area of employment, Burroughs said. At the same time, the EEOC is keenly aware that these tools may mask and perpetuate bias or create new discriminatory barriers to jobs. We must work to ensure that these new technologies do not become a high-tech pathway to discrimination. The initiative will examine more closely how technology is fundamentally changing the way employment decisions are made. It aims to guide applicants, employees, employers and technology vendors in ensuring that these technologies are used fairly, consistent with federal equal employment opportunity laws. Moving on to Article 5, we have Meta and Microsoft announce partnership to integrate 
Workplace and Teams. Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook, on Wednesday announced a partnership with Microsoft that will allow customers to integrate Meta's workplace enterprise social network software with Microsoft Teams. The integration gives customers access to workplace content inside the Teams app. Likewise, users can view Teams video meetings in the Workplace app. While this news item is not strictly about AI, the communication software like Microsoft Teams uses AI and Meta, company formerly known as Facebook, has also big interest in AI. So it just shows road ahead where Microsoft might be involved in Metaverse of Meta Company, and particularly Microsoft might provide services and cloud infrastructure. Yes, the little tentacles start to to join up, don't they? They start to fuse into one another, so these super corporations can commit everything to controlling everything. <laughs> oh, so sweet, these corporations, aren't they? They're so lovely, lovely for us. Right, number six. Microsoft India, Microsoft again, proposes Varuna, scalable, low-cost training of massive deep learning models. A Microsoft Research India team presents Varuna, a system for training massive deep learning models on commodity networking that eliminates the need for specialized hyperclusters and alleviates the cost, scale, and resource utilization challenges of deep learning model training. Now there you have it, Varuna. And in other news, in a scientific article published from Brain Team Division of Google Research, we learn that gradients are not all you need. Differentiable programming techniques are widely used in the community and are responsible for the machine learning renaissance of the past several decades. While these methods are powerful, they have limits. In this short report, we discuss a common chaos-based failure mode which appears in a variety of differentiable circumstances, ranging from recurrent neural networks and numerical physics simulation to training learned optimizers. We trace this failure to the spectrum of the Jacobean of the system under study and provide criteria for when a practitioner might expect this failure to spoil their differentiation-based optimization algorithms. i throw back to the other, 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 other news bit that I used to do that I don't do anymore because it's supremely annoying for everyone involved, including me. Parp! Prune, adjust, and reprune for self-supervised speech recognition. Self-supervised speech representation learning, or speech SSL, 
has demonstrated the benefit of scale in learning rich representations for automatic speech recognition, or ASR, with limited paired data, such as WAV2VEC 2.0. Researchers investigate the existence of sparse subnetworks in pre-trained speech SSL models that achieve even better low-resource ASR results. However, directly applying widely adopted pruning methods such as the lottery ticket hypothesis, or LTH, is suboptimal in the computational cost needed. Moreover, they show that the discovered subnetworks yield minimal performance gain compared to the original dense network. The team present prune-adjusted reprune, or PARP, which discovers and fine-tunes subnetworks for much better performance, while only requiring a single downstream ASR fine-tuning run. PARP is inspired by our surprising observation that subnetworks pruned for pre-training tasks need merely a slight adjustment to achieve a sizable performance boost in downstream ASR tasks. Extensive experiments on low-resource ASI verify 1. Sparse subnetworks exist in monolingual forward slash multilingual pre-trained speech SSL and two, the computational advantage and performance gain of PARP over baseline pruning methods. I enjoyed saying PARP a lot and I know all of you enjoyed hearing me say PARP a lot. <laughs> And in other news, Kodiak Robotics to expand autonomous trucking with $125 million. Kodiak Robotics, a startup developing self-driving truck technologies, today announced that it raised $125 million in an oversubscribed Series B round for a total of $165 million to date. The tranche, which includes investments from SIP or SIP Global Partners, Lightspeed Venture Partners, Battery Ventures, CRV, Merwoods Ventures, Harpoon Ventures, Stepstone Group, Gopher Asset Management, Walleye Capital, Alaya Capital Partners, and others will be put towards expanding Kodiak's team, adding trucks to its fleet, and growing its autonomous service capabilities. According to CEO Don Burnett, open parentheses venture beat, close parentheses. Trucking on to news item 10, AMD rolls out Instinct MI200 GPUs for HPC and AI workloads. AMD on Monday unveiled the 
Instinct MI200 Accelerator, the latest generation of its data center GPU. The chip maker says it's the fastest HPC and AI accelerator, surpassing records set by the MI100, rolled out last year. The Instinct MI200 delivers up to a 4.9 times boost in high-performance computing than existing data center GPUs, AMD says. The company also claims it's the fastest for AI training, delivering up to 1.2 higher peak flops for mixed precision performance. Oh, how long until they're giving me a gig reading out this sort of stuff on the radio in legacy media for how long? How long? Probably years, let's face it. In some more news. Microsoft offers discounts if you pay upfront for AI services. A commitment tier pricing model for Azure Cognitive Services, designed to give high volume customers a more cost efficient, predictable, and scalable alternative to the current pay as you go model. Customers can use large volumes of the service at a discount by making regular payments up front for a set capacity. Pay to play, baby. Oh yeah, pay to play. Moving on. Intermountain Healthcare developed ethical artificial intelligence standards for deploying the technology to identify care disparities and improve patient outcomes. To uphold ethical standards and continue improving their AI practices, Intermountain Healthcare created a data science and artificial intelligence center of excellence. We've been doing this work in data science and artificial intelligence for a very long time. And it has become apparent that there was a need for consistency and standards. We also wanted to provide ethical oversight of some of the work that we're doing. Assistant Vice President of Analytics Services at Intermountain Healthcare, Greg Nelson, told Health IT Analytics. The new model brings together experts from multiple disciplines, including data analytics, applied mathematics and statistics, computer science, behavioral sciences, econometrics, computational linguistics, clinical informatics, and clinical specialists. The collaborative effort produced large datasets that the artificial intelligence system could sort through accurately and efficiently. It's all good news for the health of the meat bags going forward. Seems to me, as long as we control the uh, ethics, <laughs> uh, I'm sure these experts will do it for us. Experts are good at doing things that they're experts at, right? A 12 plus 1 here, or maybe a sneaky not 13 article, 13th article. Got a feeling our, 
Our CSB over there doesn't like the, the number 13. Maybe he's a Knight Templar. If you are a writer of any type, consider using Pseudorite app that has a motto, Burst Riders Block and be more creative with our magical riding AI. GPT-3 is being used by the beta version of Pseudorite, a language-generating app that blends its tools with the tech and recently allowed New York Times writer to complete his review of a book about AI. <sighs> Could those writers at the New York Times get any lazier? Now they're completing a review of a book about AI <laughs> with an AI app. Ugh. <sighs> uh. Pseudo-Write is created by writers Amit Gupta and James Yu. To learn more, visit www.pseudowrite.com. One more slice of artificial intelligence news landing in your ear rolls this fortnight is... New article has been published on November 26th, 2021 in British Journal of Cancer. Entitled, Artificial Intelligence in Oncology, Current Applications and Future Perspectives. Abstract. Artificial intelligence, or AI, is concretely reshaping the landscape and horizons of oncology, opening new important opportunities for improving the management of cancer patients. Analyzing the AI-based devices that have already obtained the official approval by the Federal Drug Administration, or FDA, here we show that cancer diagnostics is the oncology-related area in which AI is already entered with the largest impact into clinical practice. Furthermore, breast, lung, and prostate cancers represent the specific cancer types that are now experiencing more advantages from AI-based devices. The future perspectives of AI in oncology are discussed. The creation of multidisciplinary platforms, the comprehension of the importance of all neoplasms, including rare tumours, and the continuous support for guaranteeing its growth represent in this time the most important challenges for finalising the AI revolution in oncology. That's good. Make sure you cure it. Don't look at the cause of it or how everyone's getting it or how it's gone from... One in four when I was born to now. What is it? One in three. One in two. What are we just going to... My grandkids going to be born? I'd be like, son, by the way, you're going to get cancer at some point. Like, what's going on here? I don't know. Well, I do know, but I'd rather not say. And in other news, Adam Curry, the podfather in Podcasting 2.0 Podcast, episode 63, made a prediction that in upcoming metaverse, humans will be used to train artificial intelligences. He also predicted that the introduction of NFTs to the metaverse 
will lead to a situation where you will owe nothing and you will be happy. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, he did do that. He put that in the red book, in our red book. Our book's more like black with um, uh, a sort of cascading mirage of green letters a la Matrix. In some more news, in fact, our 16th slice of news, an article at Inc.com argues why emotionally intelligent people embrace artificial intelligence. Yes, I'm emotionally intelligent and I've embraced it. Ha <laughs> ha! Uh, case and point. Right, some quotes. Let technology take care of the details and focus on what computers are notoriously bad at. Creating relationships, fostering innovative thought, and motivating employees. Emotionally intelligent humans aren't intimidated by tools that surpass human capacity. They are inspired by them. They are comfortable in admitting that a scope of work is beyond them individually and have zero hesitation in recognising the need for machine learning to gather and analyse billions of data points, interpret the results, and determine and implement voluminous courses of action simultaneously. Then, and this voice is really, really paining me, I'm sorry to do this to you, sorry, I don't know why I started this one, but I'll finish it. Then, with the burden of those superhuman tasks off their collective plates, they can focus on crucial initiatives that computers are notoriously bad at, creating relationships, fostering innovative thought, and motivating employees. Okay. I was excited by that. I was psyched by that headline. And then the little quote there. And the voice that went along with it has... Yeah. Okay. Another AI-based startup has launched by Shiv Getu and Kendrick Bradley and is available at www.getzuma.com. Zuma is a service offered to property owners to facilitate renting properties via automated and online process. You can spend a text inquiring about an apartment listing. Oh, no, I've done this voice already. Hold on, let me think of another one. Um, oh, no. I don't, I've not got many voices. I'll do a... Um... <laughs> 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 I'll just come up with something. Hold on. You can send a text inquiring about an apartment listing. The AI will send a blueprint, the rental prices, amount of money required for deposit, and then their terms of the lease. The texts can offer rich graphics, photos and videos highlighting the place. This could all be done from the comfort of your home, if you have one. It's less running around and a more productive use of time. 
Zoomer's dynamic AI platform automates leading qualifications, engagement, follow-ups, demo and appointment scheduling. The platform, called Kelsey, is an AI-powered sales assistant that answers complex questions in minutes to qualify, nurture, and convert leads to customers. Kelsey understands which conversation tone, architecture, and patterns are most successful at converting leads to sales, and converses with all inbound leads via text message within minutes to keep prospects engaged. Oh, that is creepy. That's really, that's just very creepy. I think I've been chatted up by Kelsey in a bar once. <laughs> right. Number 18 for you is 193 countries adopt first ever global agreement on the ethics of artificial intelligence. That's nice. Good, I'm glad all these countries are, are agreeing. <laughs> uh, isn't it nice when countries agree on things? Like an Antarctica, right? And punji pits. That's nice. It's nice when they do that. All the member states of the UN Educational, Scientific and Cultural Organization, or UNESCO, adopted on Thursday a historic agreement that defines the common values and principles needed to ensure the healthy development of AI. Artificial intelligence is present in everyday life, from booking flights and applying for loans to steering driverless cars. It is also used in specialised fields, such as cancer screening, or to help create inclusive environments for the disabled. According to UNESCO, AI is also supporting the decision-making of governments and the private sector, as well as helping combat global problems such as climate change and world hunger. However, the agency warns that the technology is bringing unprecedented challenges. All these challenges are blooming unprecedented. Every challenge that's ever faced by this lot is always unprecedented. <sighs> what do you think? It's a challenge. It should be unprecedented. You want a precedented challenge? That's no challenge, is it? <laughs> We see gender and ethnic bias, significant threats to privacy, dignity and agency, dangers of mass surveillance, and increased use of unreliable artificial intelligence technologies in law enforcement, to name a few. Until now, there were no universal standards to provide an answer to these issues. It's, it's, I tried starting it off as like Ted Ross from the World Health Organization, and it ended up not being that. But we'll, 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 we'll struggle on for the sake of it. Might as well. We've come this far. Considering this, the adopted text 
aims to guide the construction of the necessary legal infrastructure to ensure the ethical development of this technology. The world needs rules for artificial intelligence to benefit humanity. The recommendation on the ethics of AI is a major answer. It sets the first global normative framework while giving states the responsibility to apply it at their level. UNESCO will support its 193 member states in its implementation and ask them to report regularly on their progress and practices said UNESCO chief Audrey Azule. I think I nailed that if her name's Audrey Azule. I think I really did that. I might have just done the best thing I could have done then with that accent. But I'll never know because I'll never hear this woman out loud. Finally, the knowledge corner. Ding, 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 ding. I've lost my bell. Where's my bell? I can't find it. Never mind. Ding, ding, ding. Knowledge corner, everyone. Woo. Confusion Matrix A very, very, very important table layout used for visualization in machine learning. Here in the podcast, we have only words to explain terms to you. So imagine, if you will, a table with rows and columns where you put results from machine learning of type classification. This smells very much like podcasting 2.0 work. In machine learning, classification is a supervised learning concept which basically categorizes a set of data into classes. So, let's ponder about confusion matrix. Can you explain the confusion matrix in simple terms? A confusion matrix is a table that is often used to describe the performance of a classification model or classifier on a set of test data for which the true values are known. The confusion matrix itself is relatively simple to understand but the related terminology can be confusing. What is confusion matrix in simple terms? Try again. A confusion matrix is a summary of prediction results on a classification problem. The number of correct and incorrect predictions are summarized with count values and broken down by each class. This is the key to the confusion matrix. What is confusion matrix and why is it used? A confusion matrix is an n times n matrix used for evaluating the performance of a classification model where n is the number of target classes. The matrix compares the actual target values with those predicted by the machine learning model. What are the benefits of confusion matrix? The confusion matrix is the most persuasive tool for predictive analysis in machine learning. 
It gives information about errors made by the classifier and the types of errors that are being made. It reflects how a classification model is disorganized and confused while making predictions. Can you give me an example of a confusion matrix? So, just imagine a table with three rows and three columns. The columns denote the predicted class, and the rows denote actual class. And then we have the following rows. Blank, cat, dog, cat, six, two, dog, one, three. <laughs> it just would work if you use your imagination. But it's also a sort of, it's a doable thing with this 2.0 podcasting stuff, isn't it? Pretty sure. Can you give another example of a confusion matrix but without cats? So, once again, columns are predicted class and rows are actual class. And it looks like this. Blank P N P TP FN N FP TN where P stands for positive and N stands for negative and TP stands for number of true positives and FN stands for number of false negatives and FP stands for number of false positives and TN stands for number of true negatives Ooh, I thought I was doing a I was I was doing a live reading of the Old Testament there for a second. Ay, ay, ay. How do you remember the confusion matrix? By confusion metrics. Accuracy, open parentheses, all correct, forward slash, all, close parentheses, equals TP plus TN, forward slash, TP plus TN, plus FP plus FN. You can slow me down to like 0.7 if you want it to sound like this where you might understand a little more. Um, or just join join me online later on at um, noagenda.win for a little, little open source web conferencing skullduggery shenanigans. Fun, fun times. Sorry, moving on. Misclassification. Open parentheses, all incorrect, forward slash, all, close parentheses, equals FP plus FN, forward slash, TP plus TN plus FP plus FN. Precision, open parentheses, true positives, forward slash, predictive positives, close parentheses, equals TP, forward slash, TP. Plus FP. I just realised forwards that it's just divided, isn't it? I'm sounding like such an idiot. Ugh. I just I gave up on the maths thing as soon as the smartphones were released. I was quite good at it. I was quite proficient at it before, but but as soon as 2007 appeared, that was me and maths done. Pretty much. But here we are, back again, doing stuff with maths. Sensitivity, a.k.a. recall. Open parentheses, true positives, forward slash or divided by, actual all positives, close parentheses, equals TP, forward slash or divide, TP 
plus FN. And that's it for this episode. Stay safe, clump, and stay dangerous, meatbag.